0: hello and welcome to another edition of Drive-In Double Feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. And today we are talking about 1976's Alice, Sweet Alice, directed by Alfred Soule. This is our first slasher movie, I believe, we've talked about on this podcast.
1: Really? So that is, that's surprising. I feel like that should be our bread and butter. I uh, know. But, uh,
0: how did we get this far without talking about one of those? <laughs> right? we, we <laughs> it took us 20 <laughs> episodes in.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, slasher movies are some of my favorite movies, so I'm really happy that we finally got to
0: one. Well... Then I think that's a really appropriate question. Then uh what's your, one of your favorite uh Brooke shields movies? Shield Oh god. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Now now you're over here. I was prepared.
1: I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk about like Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh
0: Oh, Nathan, how could you forget Blue Lagoon? <laughs>
1: yeah, I know no, Blue I, Lagoon uh, No.
0: a ba- I, I, baby. I, oh of course no nathan i will go with the predictable question and say what is your i was just trying to keep you on your toes you You you. always (laughs) you always are trying to get me on my toes i was trying to get you this week and you did Uh, you sure did uh what are some of your favorite slasher movies
1: well uh one of my all-time favorite movies is is halloween uh i know it's just it's i think it's an essential movie (laughs) all the way around it's just really good probably one of the perfect horror movies i just think it has the scares it has the thrills and it's just all there it's great and michael is just so scary a nightmare on elm street is probably my first foray into slasher movies i watched that when i was really young so that got me into horror so i'm really i really love the first one and the scream movies which i just watched all of those the first scream Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, I, I forgot. I've, every time I watch that, I forget how good that movie is. Cause it's not only meta, but it miss. it actually has good scares as well. It's like a really good mix.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, there's some really good ones in there. I mean, like screen, like you said, I guess you could say nightmare on Elm street, the Freddie Jason movies, just we're the ones where it's like unsuspecting teenagers, just getting hacked a bits. I mean, it's, it's all really good stuff. Oh, uh, a really good slash movie that you and I know we both like is uh, the town that dreaded sundown.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I, I did a review of that over on the YouTube uh, Media Boys channel. Well, that movie's really weird, right? I, I think that'd be a good one to cover later because, like, it's a mix of like true crime narration with a slasher movie.
0: It's a, it's an odd one yep and we also get uh don wells of gilligan's island fame in that movie but yes we do Uh,
1: i was gonna have you ever seen peeping tom which is like considered the first slasher i have yeah i have have too it's a it's a good movie i actually really like that one i think it's it's that's worth checking out
0: it's worth checking out it's been a long time maybe one we'll talk about at some point but uh getting into this movie right here um uh my kind of experience with it like the reason why i picked it is i mean we've mentioned it before but this was on james Rolfe's uh monster madness one year where he features a lot 31 different horror movies to talk about and he mentioned this one and i remember because he shows little brief clips of this movie and i remember just seeing like the killer they had this glamorized face mask with that uh yellow rain jacket looking thing and Mm -hmm. i just remember thinking that was so interesting and this podcast kind of gave me like that push to finally watch that movie
1: yeah i'm glad you picked it yeah same here i knew about this movie from monster madness had never watched it but something about like that mask it's like a really freaky see-through like doll mask that really like it stays with you uh the idea of like a little child A little child killer as well. I I don't know. There's there's some kind of draw to it. Uh, And also the fact that it's very early slasher. Like it's before Halloween. Like this is like more giallo Italian inspired
0: than American slasher inspired. That's what I felt like too. I mean, even though it is an American production, it really does feel like an Italian giallo movie. And I think that has to do with the heavy... Roman Catholicism um, symbolism in the movie. It really mm-hmm. does feel like it's set in this like really rich history. But uh, there's there's a lot of symbolism in this movie. Oh
1: yeah, a lot. Yeah, it, it's quite heavy with its religious themes for sure. Well, I guess I didn't expect <laughs> it. I didn't expect it to have so many religious the- like such a religious theme to it. I guess I just never knew that about the movie. But heck, the first title of this movie was uh, First Communion. So, like, they were even playing into that really heavily from the start. And And not one
0: alien appears.
1: I know, right? I can't wait for that crossover one day. We'll see. (laughs) Hopefully the star of this is still alive. Christopher Walken's still kicking, so. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely... uh, If you're into religious scare movies, it's for you. For sure.
0: Yeah. I mean... So I mean, kind of like the brief like rundown of this movie is just kind of like there's these two twin girls, or not twins, but there's there's these girls with similar ages and their sisters, and they have a single mother, and one girl is just she's a total brat, like a shithead, like she (laughs) yeah she she's just a terrible child and just (laughs) does terrible things to her sister and then one day her sister gets brutally murdered then like in a really gruesome way where she gets choked thrown into a box and then set on fire yeah,
1: and then burned <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> i was really confused at first because like literally how that death is shown they open up the um the altar and smoke just like billows out of it and I was like what the hell is going on in there oh she was just burnt I thought at first I was like is there supernatural stuff in this in this movie which is no there
0: is not no and I and there was really weird like reaction shots in that one as well and mm-hmm. there's like one where uh the little girl's being like dragged like after she gets choked out she gets dragged and then there's like where like this nun is like kind of reacting and I thought like the nun was in the same room like watching this dead girl being dragged but I didn't but she just stood there and then like in the next scene the nun runs into the room so I'm like wait so they were just Showing close-ups of a nun that didn't know yeah. what was going on.
1: I actually, I think the first 15 minutes of this movie are really poorly edited. I I actually thought at one point, oh, is the 2B version a TV edited version? Because it had like fades to uh, fade to black in the middle of a scene. Like it went cut to commercials and stuff. But no, I, I looked it up. It's just the way this movie is. It's the first little bit just kind of is a little sloppy. And then it works. It gets better from there. Um, yeah. Not to say like it's bad. I think that's the introduction's good with the little girl and Brooke Shields like uh, bickering the whole time. Brooke Shields is the, the one that dies. She was very unknown and otherwise she probably would have starred. No, I mean, it, it, it has a tenseness to it because you're in the church the whole time. You don't know what's going on and they're all taking their first communion, the Brooke Shields first communion. And it's like a build up to like, where is Brooke Shields?
0: Yeah, and everyone – I mean, it's it's a really tense movie um, for the most part, and I really wasn't bored, like, throughout any point of it. And I – but, you know, that's just – that's kind of where the movie picks up, though, is, like, when they find that she's dead, immediately everybody thinks it's Alice is the killer, the older sister, because she's such a terrible child that – can you imagine, though? Like, you, you're everybody thinks so poorly of you that they think a little 12-year-old girl is immediately – murdering her sister like oh yeah that's totally something (laughs) she would do
1: but here's the thing is me personally as the audience i was agreeing with them i was like oh yeah it's her yeah she did it i thought it was weird because it was a giallo movie which is like really all about murder mystery and i was like oh but we know it's her the whole time that's a little funky and then it makes you start to question if it is actually her and, and I, I really like that about it. It makes you question your own, like, perceived, like, it's her, it's her kind of deal.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, because when they do show the killer, the killer is kind of shown from this perspective of, like, you don't really know the killer's true height, because obviously mm-hmm. everyone thinks it's a little girl, so it's kind of shot where it kind of, the killer kind of looks like it might be a, a little girl like Alice, so, because... Yeah. Because there's other red herrings too, where they think it's maybe possibly like the friend, like Alice's friend or like the little girl's friend that is the killer, maybe, which is a jump too. But I, they they kind of mention that when they finally do reveal the killer, I was a little confused. I was just kind of like, huh. I
1: I honestly might have forgotten who that character was. I was like, I had to like go through my head and be like, oh, okay, it's 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 her. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: which we're going to get into spoilers, I think. Yes, I mean, yeah. so I, uh, the main killer turns out to be, well, the family is like family friends with the priest, the father of the mm-hmm. Catholic church they attend. And randomly the killer is the priest's housekeeper. And, <laughs> and they do kind of like reveal like why she did it, even though it's kind of, it's not the best reasoning. I'll be honest where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, she's like, Oh, well my young daughter died. And so I realized the way to go after others is to take vengeance out on their children. And I guess she kind of had like this like vendetta against the mother because she had premarital sex with a man and then they, she got pregnant and then eventually yeah. they divorced. So it's like two like cardinal sins in Catholic Catholicism. You're not supposed to commit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's uh and and she's just like crazy this lady's acting was like off the wall i loved it i loved it but she's like pointing knives at people calling pe- calling
0: the main mom a whore in the middle of church stuff like that which i'm glad you brought up the acting it's not just her i mean okay so i want to i want to say something really positive Th- this movie it's not a bad movie. It's not. I mean, no. it's, it, it's, and I think there's lots of really competently made parts to it. And I mean, I, I like the mystery of it. The mood is fantastic, but oh my god this is like some really like <laughs> over the top atrocious acting from oh, like a yeah. lot of people no
1: and I'll just mirror what you said no matter what I say I do like this movie didn't love it I liked it it's not bad but you're right this main actress Paula Shepherd, was 19 when she was playing Alice which would explain like a lot of low angles and stuff like that
0: yeah which is really weird I mean they both looked like they were just like tiny children. I mean, they, they, didn't did. look, they didn't look like anything. They didn't look like they were teenagers. But, you know, like you said, Paula was at least almost 20 years old by the time the movie <laughs> came out. And then Brooke Shields was, I think, a, a teenager by that point. Gotcha. So.
1: I mean, they did a good job. Brooke Shields at least looked like a kid. I, I, think, I think Paula looked like a kid for like some of it. But sometimes you'd look at her while she's acting and be like, oh, that's an adult. That's someone that's about to be 20.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It just, but I just, to reiterate, like Mm -hmm. everybody in this movie had some super over the top acting. Like the mother, Uh like is she screaming? Everyone just realized like, okay, I really want to show emotion in this scene, and instead of me acting really super tense, I'm just going to yell all of my lines.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always... I, I keep thinking about that one scene where the lady gets stabbed in the foot, and she gets carried outside in the rain, and she's like... And the, the mom's just yelling, please, somebody help us! But imagine this, like, up so many levels, just yelling in the rain help somebody get us. It's so, like, over the top.
0: <laughs> it, it's so funny, but... I I would almost argue. I mean, like it is really bad acting, but it's like it's entertaining to to watch, really, because they're yeah. not doing these really subdued performances. These are like I have to really ham this scene up, and because this director is really demanding a lot of emotion out of me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh. And I I imagine that's what was going on, or they saw the people around them acting. I was like, oh. I gotta get on their level. I gotta, I gotta do what they're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, it's something else. I, I think maybe one of the best people in this movie is their is their fat landlord <laughs> that who has such a unique look. Just some big dude. He has no eyebrows, and he has a really
0: just high pitched voice. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, look. I mean, I'm not. They, they make him look really gross in this movie and i'm <laughs> not do. trying to and, I, and i'm really not trying to be mean but i mean like literally like they put him in like these gross like stained clothes and like
1: it looks like i don't know
0: himself. i was gonna say that did you notice that there was like a stain like right in the front and the back of his pants so it literally looked like he pissed and shit himself yeah, like was, he was
1: just doing it all
0: <laughs>
1: oh man yeah no i noticed <laughs>
0: And he's like, he's got all these cats and Karen comes in there. And now this guy's like a total perv too, apparently, because he tries yeah. to molest this little 12 year old girl, which because, <laughs> you know, with his voice being that high, I thought he might be a gay character, possibly just because yeah. it, is, it is a little effeminate, but I don't want to judge. But anyway, he does try to molest her and it's it's a really gross scene <laughs> in retaliation. She grabs one of his cats, like a little, little tiny kitten and just slams it on the ground. This is when like,
1: I was like, uh, well, Alice is like a messed up character, right? I'm just like, Oh, I don't know if I can ever root for her actually being innocent (laughs) after she just slams a cat into the ground.
0: That's what I was thinking. I mean, just like she's uh, almost everybody in this movie is just like a terrible human being.
1: Yeah. What, especially like, um, uh, Alice is, I always think of her aunt, how she is constantly accusing this 12-year-old girl of being the killer, and just getting on, like, they're both pretty awful to each other, like, equally, they both treat each other like garbage, Alice and her aunt, back and
0: forth. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, yeah. but they, <laughs> I, I, like, again, I couldn't feel bad for either one of them, because, like, the aunt does get stabbed. To almost almost stabbed to death and then mm-hmm. alice you know is accused of being this killer and i'm like i don't feel any sympathy for these two characters at all
1: <laughs> no none at all like because like that's a big plot line is like that trying to like get better like trying to get over what had happened and i was like i don't care <laughs> she's an awful person uh, alice ends up going to like uh i guess um like a mental institution. Yeah, mental institution. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about this. I think there's this really weird moment. I, I will say the ending leaves a lot open because, like, the ending's very ambiguous in a way. And I, I think they were trying to set something up with this line, but I hated it was the lie detector scene they set, strap her with the lie detector and then afterwards the guy is talking to the other guys like oh there's something weird about that alice i wrapped the wire around her her boobs and she looked at me like she oh. wanted to fuck me and i was
0: like what? oh that, that was so, that was so gross i yeah. remember that now and like <laughs> i thought
1: then like oh the twist is going to be like an orphan thing you know like oh she's actually like 25 or something no that never happens he just is a creep
0: yeah, it's, yeah. they never ever, that guy never, nothing bad ever happens to him. But, <laughs> he uh, never shows up again. No, but yeah, again, like, why are there so many people, like, wanting to molest this little 12-year-old girl? It's so gross. It <laughs> is gross, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, The only explanation, though, is to why Alice is kind of, like, acting out in this way, where she does acting like a terrible child. I mean, it's kind of hinted that. I don't know if, if you picked it up, but... Mm-hmm that uh, the, her mother obviously favors uh, Ka- or uh, Alice over Karen. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's definitely- Our
0: favorite, a... Or the other way around, she favors Karen over Alice.
1: Yeah, and you can tell that from the very beginning is like, because uh, she like, doesn't like too like mean, but like, you know, put like kind of goes at her sister, hides her behind the door in like a warehouse and stuff. Uh, you can just tell Alice is just very jealous of the relationship that her sister and her mom have. Um, And I'm guessing that's because she was born outside of marriage or, you know, she was conceived outside of marriage.
0: Right. And like when, even like when uh, Karen's dress shows up, like for communion, uh, Mm -hmm. Alice kind of takes the veil and she puts it on. She's not really doing anything like malicious with it yet. She's just trying it on, looking in the mirror and then like, her mother and or just like immediately get on her being like alice take that off right now like she's not doing anything and then she Uh just slams it down
1: Mm -hmm. and it's just pretty much like you don't love me as much as as karen you know (laughs) like a lot of that talk um so even more to set up that she actually killed karen
0: yeah it's
1: is that what it's setting up? Because, okay, in the very last shot, right, the the old lady, the housekeeper, she does get caught. She kills the father, like, in the middle of the church, which is a that was, wild scene.
0: That was, I love that scene because I was not expecting that at all. And mm-hmm. then just immediately just stabs him right in the throat, like, in the middle of church. It's so crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the ending of this really, like, amps it up just uh, the amount it needs to be. Um, but after that Alice gets a knife and she looks at it and and the the music starts to play and it's trying to hint at something that something is wrong with Alice but the movie ends it doesn't really go into much else and I'm wondering if it is it hinting that some of those murders were actually Alice I'm not
0: too sure I didn't know if that's what it was hinting at personally Um, I just kind of to me it was kind of like oh well I'll pick up the mantle now Mm -hmm. now I'm the killer but It could have been maybe like that, but I, I, I think personally it was her that did it. I mean, I think it was the the housekeeper doing all the killings Mm -hmm. personally. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know if you read anything about like the making of this movie at all. Like there was a little bit, did you? Okay. So apparently, I mean, so again, these are all just on independent research. So I don't know how true these are. I didn't dig that deep, but Mm -hmm. So the the landlord guy, the the big guy in the movie, um, the main director like said he found him like at a graveyard impersonating a priest. <laughs> and like that's how he was discovered. And if you look, I mean, this guy doesn't really have any other acting credits. So I just it, I wonder if they literally just found like a guy off the street and they're I like, think, Do you want yeah. to be
1: Oh, I did read about this guy. Well, I read about how he he died. You know how he died. He only died no. a few years after this movie was made, and he actually was going to get some roles in some like you know low budget horror movies. But I guess he got caught in a turnstile in the New York subway because he was so big he couldn't fit through and he he killed himself because it was just so devastating because it was in the newspaper The New York Times. Oh. Oh. Rushed it with a picture and everything, and the director said he was heartbroken because I guess the Alfred Soul and him were actually really good friends or something. Really sad,
0: really sad story. I thought you were going to say like he killed himself with the turnstile. And no, that <laughs> and would now
1: that, that, <laughs> that would just be a
0: wacky like
1: <laughs> you know one thousand one no. ways to die.
0: <laughs> no, and I I totally I mean I get that I mean that's I would that would be pretty humiliating. So mm-hmm. I. I it's, it is understandable, but, uh, yeah. I, and then there's other stuff too, like the director, like he was kind of like a newbie and he really didn't know, like how to get certain people to appear in this movie. So he would just he wait outside of Broadway shows and, like, when, when like, what they would get over with, he would just go up to random actors and ask them if they wanted to be in his movie.
1: <laughs> no, he didn't even do, like, casting calls. He was just like, I'm locking up the people getting them in my movie. Wild. Right.
0: And he discovered Brooke Shields by discovering her in a, a Vogue magazine ad, I guess. Interesting.
1: And look at that. She became one of the biggest stars, or recognizable ones.
0: Paula Shepard, he discovered... From uh, uh, d- uh dancing, like she was like a ballerina, or like she was into ballet, which kind That's of explains really cool. like her her smaller frame. That would make um, sense, yeah. Um, and then there was some other really weird credits in here. So I'm a wrestling fan; I like wrestling, and I noticed that at one of the very last credits was uh, Antonio Roca, and he is used to wrestle for the WWF like back in the '60s, and it's and it said. He was the. I looked on IMDb. This is his only acting credit, and he was the funeral director, and I. And he's in the scene that he's in, and they decided to credit him for this movie. He's in a blanket. Of- and you'll miss some scene where he just he takes Karen's casket and just throws her into like the hearse. Do you remember that? Like, yes,
1: I remember that. <laughs> that's a wrestler. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was. But that <laughs> I that that was. I like that though because he just threw her, the whole coffin there yeah. like it's like garbage.
1: That's funny. <laughs> you know that makes it. He probably you know he, he. Oh my god, that is wild. That, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I could see it because they re released this movie a few years after it came out when. Brooke Shields got famous off of Blue Lagoon and they gave it a new title. I can I forget. I didn't put it down what the new title was. So they probably threw that guy's name in there like, "Hey, we got we got this wrestler in here as well. Come and see this."
0: I know. So so weird. And then there's another really weird credit in this movie and which I did research on. So there was one, uh, she was at, it was, it was at the very end of the credits. It said, and Lillian Roth. And I'm like, Oh, she must be somebody kind of famous where she plays the pathologist. So another spoiler in this movie is that, um, Alice's father, um, dies, he gets murdered by the killer. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where the pathologist is like, Oh, this person, you know, they, the medical examiners, like they died this way, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that was Lillian Roth. Now Lillian Roth is a famous American singer who actually had a movie based off of her life, which was starring wow. Su- Susan Hayward of all people. What? Like, just, <laughs> just so bizarre. And it's a movie called I'll Cry Tomorrow. It was a 1955 movie. And she had been basically done acting, but somehow Alfred soul got her in this movie. That's wild. I wonder
1: I, how he convinced her.
0: I have no idea, but it's it's <laughs> it, it's really weird.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking now. Last mo- she was in 1933, right? And then 1976 with Alice Sweet Alice. That <laughs> Oh my god, it's like 40 years of like in between roles.
0: It, it's really weird. Yeah. I that I don't know how he got the just these he got these pretty big gets. Yeah, he did. And and a cool dude, I guess. So, another thing, too, from the movie, which I read, this was another story. And again, I don't know how true it is, but apparently Alfred Soul was a pretty big dick to Linda Miller on the set The Mother. Okay. And so much so that this production got halted at one point because. This is in quotes. Linda Miller attempted suicide on the set of the movie. Like, like, oh my god! Like, tried to slash her wrist. God. Now I couldn't confirm it because I was like, okay, I gotta look this up just to see. And there was, (laughs) there was another article I saw that did mention this because I didn't want to like just say this is fact. So again, (laughs) take this with a huge grain of salt, but. Just the fact that that story is out there is crazy enough.
1: Oh my god, that's that is crazy. That's like um some St- Stanley Kubrick just being like a tyrant on set. I couldn't imagine what this man did.
0: Uh, that's, but that's what it was. Apparently, she tried to do it during the final sh- the the final sequence of the movie in the church. So oh I god. I. D- I don't know, but apparently there are scenes where you can see a bandage on her wrist, but I looked all this stuff up after I got done watching the movie. So, gotcha, gotcha. Um but wow. yeah, it's, it, it's, that's a definitely weird movie. But um, one other thing, too, which I think it does kind of make sense once I read it. The other thing, too, I read is that uh, Alfred soul was heavily inspired by the movie Don't Look Now.
1: Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, which
0: I can definitely see that inspiration. Which that movie is about a couple dealing with the death of their dead child. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's prominent scenes where there's a character in a red rain jacket, red raincoat, and then the killer in this movie is wearing a yellow raincoat. So it's little kind of nods to those that movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Very influential. I could see it. And look, it gave the distinctive look that I think that got us to watch this movie, right? That yellow raincoat, that mask, it all comes together.
0: It it looked great. It's a really good look for a killer. Um, One last thing, too, I'll say. One other fact that I noticed in the movie. So this movie is not set in the current day of 1976. And did you notice that there was posters advertising the movie Psycho? I didn't notice that. No, that's cool. Yeah. Cause it's set in 1960 in mm-hmm. the 1960s. So there's a big psycho poster at like a bus stop or whatever. When one of the characters is there.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Cause I knew it was set in like 61. Uh, Cause it had like a bunch of like old, like it just looked older than the seventies. So that that's a really nice touch a lot of details went into this movie. It seems like a lot more than I was originally, I originally
0: thought. Yeah. And like I said, it's, there are some really weak points to this movie. There are some like holes in it, but for the most part, like I said, I was never bored. It had a really good look. The mood was great. Mm-hmm. So overall I liked it. It wasn't, I wasn't a favorite by any means or anything. It's not, one that's going to be on my all time list, but I liked it enough that I might personally recommend it to somebody at some point.
1: Yeah. I think it's a recommendation for me. Uh, if you just like slasher movies and you want to dive in a little bit to the, the beginnings of it, I think it's worth a watch. It's just a fun movie. You know, it's not going to blow your socks off. It doesn't have like deep subtext or anything, but you know, I, it's a good time. I really enjoyed it. It has some really good twists and turns.
0: Yeah, it really does. It's a good, uh, it's a good addition to any slasher fans uh, viewing library.
1: Exactly. Which I guess it has a lot of, I was looking through, it has a lot of releases. Arrow did a release recently. It looks like it was a nice cover. I'm sure it's really cleaned up and it's worth a
0: purchase. Yeah. The one on Tubi we saw was not the greatest. It definitely needed to be cleaned up just a tad, but it, it was definitely watchable. It wasn't terrible or anything. Yeah,
1: it was completely fine. Um, so give it a try on Tubi and if you like it enough, buy
0: it. Well said, but I think that's, I think that's everything. Unless there's something else you want to add, Nathan?
1: No, that was about it for Alice, sweet Alice.
0: So now that we've closed the book on Alice, sweet Alice, Nathan, what will be, will we be covering next time
1: all right well speaking of opening books you know we're kind of opening a folktale next week it's a russian movie called v from 1967
0: that one is available on tubi as it well is. it is yeah it's
1: available right on tubi um it's also on the 1001 movies to watch before you die which uh, which i was surprised the reason why i picked it so I'm excited to watch that one. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to send us an email over at driveindoublefeaturepodcast@gmail.com. feature podcast at gmail.com. There are no dashes in that. It's all one word. Or if you just want to recommend us something, send us an email over there. Sounds good. Can't wait. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll see you next time.
0: See you next time.